What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Woo! If you have your Bible tonight, who has your Bible tonight? Woo! That's good. We're getting more and more. I like it, okay? If you have an iPhone, that's a Bible, too. Just don't play Angry Birds. Um, but open your Bibles up. We're jumping right in tonight to 1 John chapter 1. Not the Gospel of John, but it's like 1 John, which is almost the end of the Bible. So open it up there. 1 John uh, chapter 1. As I'm, as I'm kind of introing this, you guys are going to be getting your trusty note page, and you should have a pen in your seat. If not, um, just ask somebody for a pen, and they will help you get one. Um, I, how many people were kids once? Anybody? Smarty. You guys, we're smart in here, man. We're all, we're all kids. Um, did anybody ever do something? First John, by the way, again, if you, if you don't know, First John chapter 1. I did some really stupid things as a kid. Is anybody else there? At all, any stupid things? There's definitely a lot more people who did stupid things. Um, just, just one tonight that I want to talk about. Um, I play baseball a lot. Is any any baseball fans? Anybody? How are you gonna boo a sport unless it's like curling? Um, that is serious. It's it's pretty intense to watch. Um, I played baseball my whole life, pretty much. I played starting from t-ball, um, and I started playing and, and I stopped playing in high school and um, I was always the smallest kid on the team but that's irrelevant to the story um, that's just random facts about Scott as if you didn't know that uh, here's the deal though the best part of the baseball season whether you won or lost was always your team party um, I don't know if you have team parties for anything else but we had a team party one time I was eight years old and I was like this tall um, so I'm going to my team party and um it's, it's, a, it's at my coach's house. He's got a pool. He's got a swing set. It's like the whole thing for an eight-year-old. It's awesome. And there's barbecuing going on. And all of a sudden, I see some commotion going on over the swing set. And so I'm, okay, I'm going to walk over to the swing set and see what's going on. Even as like a little eight-year-old, you know, midget guy, I was, I was really competitive. And so I'm like, hey, guy, hey guys, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're having a jump off the swing set contest. And I'm like, oh, I want to join that. And, uh, and so, you know, you guys ever do that? Swinging is not really cool anymore. But basically, like, you know, I don't know how to act like I'm swinging. Where you, like, pump, you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Whee! Uh, that's what you do on a swing set. So you're on a swing set, and, and it, was, it was who can jump off the swing set. Do you guys ever do this? Farthest, okay? Or furthest, whatever. Um, so I'm watching. I'm, I'm surveying the competition. And I say, okay, and they're like, Scott, your turn. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And uh, I jump up on the swing set. And, and one very important part of the story is that uh, it was on concrete, okay, this, this swing set. That, that's a dumb move, by the way. Don't ever put a swing set on concrete. Um, so anyways, about 20, about, I don't know how, you know, from here to, the, to like the middle of this area right here, there was a jacuzzi, okay? And I thought, man, nobody's tried that move. So I'm like, they're like, Scott, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to jump into the jacuzzi. And I'm going to go, what's up? And, and the people are like, no, don't do that. And so my parents are over there just not paying attention. Bad. Um, and people are like, no, 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 Scott, that's bad for you. Don't do that. You are going to, you know, this is going to be real bad. I'm like, no, I got this. I got. And I'm just like, Wee. doing the swing set thing. And it's time to jump. I know the next time I go up, I'm going for it. I'm in that jacuzzi. Make way, scoot over, get the jets going. I'm doing this. And, uh, and I go for it, you know? And um, what happens when I jump off is my hand gets stuck on the deal, yo, okay? 
And I, it was crazy. I don't remember a lot, but um, this is what I was told. Is basically my hand got caught and I did like a flip. But instead of coming all the way around, I like planked the air. You know what I mean? Like flat, like this. And just like, boom! And everyone's like, ah! And there's just blood everywhere. And I'm like, I'm like eight years old going, oh, I'm dying! And I mean, it was bad. It was like, leave the party, go to the emergency room. My nose is all crooked, so don't make fun of my nose. It's not like really that bad anymore. I got some work done to it. Just kidding. Uh, psych. That'd be crazy. Um, no, no, no. But, but here's the thing. There was a lot of people trying to make me not do that. They're like, no, 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 Scott, you are going to hurt yourself. Stop that. You can't do the flip thing. You can't do the jump into the jacuzzi thing. That's not going to be good for you. Warning flag, don't try this. And so tonight, that's kind of what we're talking about. We've been in this series the last week, and now we're continuing this week called Perspective. And what we're doing is we tonight are looking, and I think this is your first blank, uh, we are looking at our view of sin, Okay, and, and just like last week, man, when we say that, your mind, mind, fills with something. I don't know what it is for you. I know what it was for me when I was 16, what it is now. I don't know where you sit as a 12, you know, a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, or an 18-year-old, wherever you are tonight, somewhere in the middle. When I say sin, what do you think of? And so that is what's in your mind right now is you think of something specific. And we've been saying in the series, and we're going to continue to say this over and over again, is we believe that the way we view things, the way I see God like last week or sin like this week, will change the way I do things. So if I view sin a certain way, that's going to change the way it plays out in my life. That's going to change the way I approach this sin thing. And so tonight, we, uh, we're just going to look at four facts about sin, as you see there in your notes. And here's what I want you to do. That the hope of tonight is that you would walk out of refuge with a different perspective on sin. Because I know there's probably a lot of people like 16-year-old Scott in the room who had a really wrong view of sin. And that really played out in my life. And maybe it's playing out in yours. So here's what I want to do first is just... Ask the question, biblically speaking, what is sin? And so tonight, it's really, it's really, it's not simple, it's very complex, but there's a really simple illustration that is really, really good and and, and easy to understand. It's basically like sin, the root word of that is missing the mark, okay? So just imagine God in his sovereignty and awesomeness, he planned out this plan for us. Okay, and it's almost like there's this target in the back of the room of God's best for you and I. Sin, biblically speaking, is when we draw back the arrow, right? Archery, anybody, okay? Archery, we draw back the arrow and we try to shoot and it doesn't even come close. It misses the mark. It misses out on God's best for us. And so that is the definition of sin tonight is, man, God has a plan for our life. And sin is missing out. Very, very big, that plan. Sin is God's plan gone wrong. It is not what he intended. You know, thousands of years ago, and maybe you've heard the story in Sunday school or church, wherever. Thousands of years ago, God created two people, Adam and Eve. And they walked in perfect fellowship with God. And they, he gave them one command, hey, don't eat of this tree. And the devil, who we believe is alive and working, right? Satan tempts them and says, hey, God didn't really mean that. 
This is a good, this is good fruit. This is a good tree and God's lying to you. And so they missed out on God's best for them. And when they ate of that fruit, Adam and Eve, the Bible tells us that this thing called sin cursed the world. Here's what that means. You and I were born sinners. Naturally, we are just born separated from God. Little Avery, she is now almost four weeks old, uh, which is crazy. Um, But she is a little sinner, okay? Beautiful little angel of a sinner, but she's a sinner, okay? The Bible says, man, this baby who really doesn't do a lot, but like throw up and poop right now, um, is a sinner, okay? And, and Bryce, I mean, now it's like, yeah, I do the sinner, okay? <laughs> that dude doesn't stop, okay? Um, but that's a big thing to, to, to make sure we got tonight is that when we're all born, we have this thing in us called sin. And so that is like step number one tonight. Uh, with that, I want to jump into 1 John chapter 1. Um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 is where we're starting. It's going to be on the screen. Uh, here's what it says. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. This is John, which is one of Jesus' disciples. He's saying, hey, I sat under this guy's teaching for three years. This is what we heard from Jesus. And now we're like passing it on to you, passing it on to us here at Refuge tonight. God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. Last week, we talked about God. We talked about how we view God and we looked at a biblical view of God. And I just want to recap that real quick. If you weren't here, I encourage you to go listen to the podcast. You can search Vegas Refuge on iTunes. You can download our podcast and get kind of more of what I'm talking about tonight. But our view of God last night, or last week, we said, man, there's three characteristics of God we're focusing on. The first one is that God is a perfect, loving father. That no matter what you have in your world right now in, in terms of a father figure, that God, he, he blows that out of the water, that he is absolutely loving and perfect, our father. We also said Jesus is a perfect savior. That God is a perfect savior. And we'll get to that more later. We're gonna talk about that a lot tonight is that God saw us in our sin and loved you too much to let you stay that way. And the last way we looked at, we looked at a characteristic of God is he's our encourager. We looked at this huge, awesome truth that as students who are walking in all around the school hallways of, of Las Vegas and Henderson and wherever else you may live around this, this area, that he, if you say you're a Jesus follower, that God lives in you. That it's not just like, hey, God, be with me today. No, God is with you and he lives in you. And so that is a very good picture of God tonight. That we have to have like on our radar as we jump into the sin thing. Because the truth is that he conquered the sin thing. So that's a big deal to know why we started with God. So this here in John, 1 John chapter 1, it says this, God is light. It like brings another characteristic. God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. Darkness is the absence of light. And so here's the first fact tonight that's, that's really important as we kind of build on this foundation. The first fact tonight about sin is that God has no relationship to sin. Fact number one, God has no relationship to sin. It says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Here's what that means for us is if we're born sinners, if we're born in darkness, there's a huge, huge gap between us and God. God has no relationship to sin. 
when God created you and I, when God created Adam and Eve, he created us to walk in that light, to walk with him. See, man, sometimes we look at sin as God trying to ruin our fun. I don't know if you're there tonight. I was there, okay? When I, was, when I first started understanding this Jesus stuff, I thought, man, God, all he wants to do is take away my fun. Sinful things are fun things. But God is telling me, no, I want you to walk in that light. He's like my parents, and my, or, or not my parents, but the other parents and my friends who when I was getting ready to jump off the swing set, they said, no, 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 stop. You're gonna hurt yourself. It's not God saying, don't have any fun. It's God saying, no, 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 the stuff that I've set up, this is darkness. And you're going to hurt yourself. I don't know where you struggle, but there's a lot of struggles in this room. And God is saying, no, 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 I don't want you to walk in that stuff that I command you against because I don't want you to hurt yourself. And some of you guys know, man, some of you guys have been hurt by this stuff. Sin has had an effect on every life in this room. God knew, or God knew fact number two. That's why he said walk in light because God knew this fact we're gonna look at. Here's the second fact, and this is big. And again, you guys have lived this. Fact number two, sin will wreck your life. And God is, is really good because I'm a dude who has lived this, okay? And a lot of you guys have maybe seen it. Maybe, maybe sin hasn't wrecked your life in, in, in like a, a big woe sense, like personally, but you've been affected by other people's sin. You've been affected by people around you who are wrapped up in darkness. And I stand here and love you guys tonight, but man, sin has wrecked my life. And thank God for his grace and thank God for his goodness because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. But man, sin can wreck your life. The Bible tells us that sin separates us from God. And it still does. Like when we sin, like the first fact we looked at, there is this huge chasm that's formed that God can have no relationship to sin. So we, when we sin, we, we, we separate ourselves from God. And we'll go on in verse, uh, verse six. And here's how we're gonna read the first, uh, first John, verse six. We're actually gonna read verse six and then we're gonna read verse eight because those kind of go together. And then verse seven and verse nine kind of go together. So we're kind of staggering these verses. So verse six says this. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Skip down to verse eight. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Here's what John's saying. If God is light and sin is darkness and God has no relationship to the darkness, we are fooling ourselves. We are lying if we say we are living in the light, but go on practicing darkness. So tonight, if you would call yourself a Jesus follower, I just want to kind of challenge us for a minute. How do you view your sin? Do you view it as a separation between you and God? Because here's, here's how I view it sometimes. And I definitely viewed it when I was a kid, when I was younger. Last week we looked at, uh, we looked at a characteristic of God is sometimes we look at Jesus as our homeboy. Okay, I'm gonna rock this hat for a minute. 
okay? Can't read it. This is my hat from when I was 16, except I wore it like this or something. I thought it was cool. Oh, yeah, there it is. Sometimes you and I look at Jesus as our homeboy. And, man, we claim that we are living in the light. But our world is surrounded in darkness. And here's the thing. When we look at Jesus as our homeboy, we step back and we're like, man, I got some sin. I got some stuff. I'm not perfect. But I'm good, man. I go to church. I love God. I go to a Christian school. And we go on, as the Bible says, lying to ourselves and lying to the world to say that we are in fellowship with the light when there's darkness all around us. And here's the thing tonight. When we realize that Jesus isn't our homeboy, when we realize that God, Jesus, is holy and he has absolutely no fellowship with sin, that changes the way we view this stuff. It changes the way we go on sinning and then just say, yeah, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you that you are holy and good and I can come to you even in my mess. Look, that's true tonight. Or don't hear me wrong, that God has grace. None of us would be here if it wasn't for God's grace. But we can't continue to live in darkness and say we're a part of God's marvelous light. We can't continue to be surrounded by darkness and living in darkness and saying, man, I'm in darkness and I'm cool with it. And I know God's not really cool with it, but man, thank you for your grace. The Bible says, don't lie. You can't have both. So the question, if you're a Jesus follower tonight, is this. What are the darknesses in your life? What are the areas where you think, man, I'm good. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but thank God for his grace. I know I shouldn't be watching this. I know I shouldn't be listening to this. I know I shouldn't be in this relationship. I know I shouldn't be continuing with these people because all I ever do is get wrapped up in darkness when I'm with these people. But man, I went to refuge on Sunday. I sang that song. The Bible says, man, you cannot be in fellowship with the light and continue in darkness because it says you're lying. At some point, there's a lie. When we get this right view of sin, we get the right perspective that it's a separation between you and God. You're not good. He's not your homeboy. There's this huge separation that happens. Sin is a big deal. And when we get our perspective changed, We start changing the way we view God and the way we view sin. We view him as I am unworthy, you are holy, you are awesome, and I want to walk in your light. Let's continue on in these verses. Verse 7 says, If we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse nine, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here's fact number three. And this is gonna maybe sound wrong, but I'm gonna explain it. Fact number three is this. Sin is not about what you do. It's about your heart. And the truth tonight is that our heart is jacked. 
That's what we talked about earlier is that, man, we are all born in this darkness. Sin is not just about what you do. It's about your heart and what you do. You guys ever, uh, you guys ever, um, your mom, this happened all the time to me. Like, say I'm in preschool and like I slapped a kid in the face because he took my Legos or something. Um, And then your mom's there. She's picking you up from preschool, I guess. Um, And she said, now, Scotty Eugene, what? Go apologize. Sorry I took your Lego. Sorry I slapped you in the face for taking my Lego, idiot. Scotty Eugene. And you're just like, I'm sorry. And you walk away, and your mom says, thank you. And you're just like, ah! Here's the thing. That's kind of what we're talking about tonight in this, in this fact that I'm talking about. It's not so much about what you do. It's about your heart. Listen, sure, my mom was trying to teach me to apologize for doing wrong things. That's cool. But I didn't want to apologize to him. I didn't, I, I want to slap him again. He took my Lego. And as a three-year-old or four-year-old, I'm not cool with that. I want to slap you because you don't take my Legos. That's kind of how sin is, man. We, it's not about what you do. It's not about the outward stuff. It's about the heart that makes you do those things. The Bible says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's plenty of verses that talk about, man, it's all from your heart and how you act in the world is all representative of your heart. And our heart is jacked. So when we, as I said earlier, when we get the right view of sin, when we get the right view that, man, it's not about what I do, it's about my heart, and my heart is jacked, and I kind of view this whole Jesus homeboy thing, that's kind of my deal, and I kind of like love the darkness, and I say I love the light. The Bible says you can't have both. The relationship can be how he intended it to be when we get a right view of sin. Fact number four tonight, we're going to finish up. This is, this is the biggest one. Jesus died for your sin. Fact number one, God has no relationship to sin. Fact number two, is that sin will wreck your life. Fact number three is that sin is not about what you do, it's about your heart. And fact number four is that Jesus died for your sin. He loved you too much to keep you and I where we are at. Here's something that kind of wrecked my life this week. Do you know, it doesn't say that Jesus died for a million sins. Jesus died for a thousand sins. The Bible clearly teaches that Jesus died for all sin. Past, present, future. Say, how does he, you know, forgive sin in the future? Okay, every sin that you committed was in the future when Jesus died. Jesus died for all sin. If I only sin one time, if you only sin one time, Jesus still goes to the cross. Jesus still dies because he loves you. He loves you too much to keep you in the darkness. But here's the thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but Jesus built this bridge that was between us and God. Jesus built this huge bridge as he hung on the cross and said, I'm dying for these sins so these people can be in relationship with me. And you would think we would be at the edge of the bridge waiting. God, thank you. There was this chasm. There was this Grand Canyon difference between me and you, and you bridged that gap. But if we're honest tonight, some of us, we live our life running from the bridge. 
We're getting further away. We want to get further away from the bridge that God just made for you and I. We're not standing there saying, thank you. I'm at the edge of the bridge. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here and you bridge this gap. I, I, I don't deserve it, but you did it. Thank you. No, no, we step back. Oh, man, I'm kind of liking what I'm in right now. You, you did the whole bridge thing, but let me, let me step over here. I'm kind of still in this stuff. We don't think of it like that. But when we put it in terms of light and dark, we like the darkness a lot. And this generation especially, we're really cool with the darkness. We don't really talk about it a lot. That God has no fellowship with sin and darkness. So what is that in your life tonight? That's the, that's the, that's the question I want to ask. We all have those areas. What's the area right now your heart's kind of racing and you're thinking, okay, this is what he's talking about in my life is this darkness, this thing. Jesus died for that sin. And Jesus wants you to bring it to the cross tonight and say, God, I'm no longer running from the bridge that you built. But you created me to walk in fellowship in the light where you are. So what's the right response to sin? That's, that's cool, Scott. We talked about all this stuff. Fact number one, yeah, God has no relationship with sin and sin's gonna wreck my life. And, and you know, I, sin is not about what I do. It's about the heart. And I'm, I'm feeling all that. And Jesus died for my sin. That's awesome. But what is my response? Tonight, when you lay your head down or right now in a minute when we sing this next song, what do you respond to that? How do you respond to that? The Bible is very clear on how we respond to sin. We respond to sin by repentance. Okay, I know that's a big kind of Bible church word. Here's what that means. Repentance literally means turning away from that sin and running towards Christ. So whatever that is for you tonight, and again, I, I can't speak to that. You got a lot, there's a lot of stuff in this room, that darkness that you're living in, that darkness that you're loving. Repentance, a right view of sin is, man, I need to repent of this. I need to lay it down at the cross, turn from it, and run towards Jesus. Because he loved me too much to keep me in that darkness. So would you guys do me a favor tonight and bow your heads? I want everyone in the room to bow your head. Tonight's kind of heavy, right? The sin stuff is heavy. We've all been affected by sin. Personally, in our families, in our friends, sin is all over the place. Sin breaks God's heart. And for too long, you and I have viewed sin as just something we do. I'm not perfect. I don't know how many times I used that line. When I first gave my heart to Christ, I'm not perfect. Me with my accountability partner, I'm not perfect. It's because my view of sin, my perspective was jacked. I didn't view it like breaking God's heart that he died for that sin. Even if that was the only sin I ever committed, he died. So here's the deal tonight, man. If you 
don't know Christ, I invite you to the cross. The cross is where Jesus paid for the junk in your life and mine. It's where we find forgiveness. It's where we find grace. It's where we find hope in that insecurity or that loneliness or that depression or that junk. And maybe you do know Jesus tonight. I invite you to the cross too. To stand in awe of who God is. He's not your homeboy. He loves you, but he's not your homeboy. He is holy and he is God. And he says, man, come to the cross, throw that stuff down. I'm better than any sin. I promise I wouldn't have sent my son to die if I didn't think it was worth it. If I didn't think it's the best thing for you. So tonight we're gonna sing and maybe you just need to spend some time just talking with God. Don't ignore the beating in your heart and the conviction that God might be putting on you right now with the stuff in your life. God is not wanting to take away your fun. God is trying to say, don't hurt yourself. There's a bunch of leaders in this room who have been hurt by sin. And on the other side of it, we see, man, I wish I would have listened to God when he was trying to tell me not to get involved in junk that would hurt me. See, we want to jump off the swing set tonight. We still think it's a real good idea. Come to the cross tonight. I'm going to be in the back. Man, if you just want to talk, if you just want to pray, if you tonight said, man, I don't know about this relationship with Jesus thing, but I'm wrapped up in this darkness and I want a taste of the light. And come to the back.